Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hello and welcome to a new season and a new episode of Standing on the North Bank, a Swansea City podcast from us here at Wales Online. My name's Matt Davis and today I'm joined by Andrew Gwillem and there's plenty to discuss on the eve of the start of the new season and the Graham Potter era. Um, it's been a busy summer. Um, I think where we'll start is your views on pre-season, if that's okay, and how well you think that Potter has bedded in. Yeah, it's amazing to think we're here back here again, isn't it? It doesn't, it doesn't really feel that long since uh, you know the Southampton Stork games at the end of last season, but here we are. I mean, um, yeah, I, mean, I think... Pre-season probably hasn't told us a great deal about what Swans are going to be this season. Yeah, I think it never does, does it? Really, um, pre-season well, is always a difficult. Um, uh, it's always difficult to gauge what yeah. sort of a, a level a, a, a team are at, or and what sort of how they can gel. Yeah, I mean, particularly when again so much business has been done late, you know, which is a, an issue that does. Um, Afflicted Swansea City before, shall we say? And you know, again, this summer, um, you know, these signings are coming in a bit, a bit late, really, to be properly up and running in time for the new season. Players like Burson, Selina, uh, Barry Mackay, you know, they're probably going to take a bit of time to bed down. Uh, to be perfectly frank, Swansea could have done with them about three or four weeks ago, really. Um, and the same will go for anyone else who comes in, obviously, before. Uh, 5 p.m. on the 9th of August, and then the loan window at the end of the month. So, in that sense, you know, it's very, very difficult to have a sense of where they are. There's clearly a lot of work that still needs to be done, and I think even when this window closes, there'll still be a lot more work to mm. be done. Um, you know, I think Graham Potter's bedded in as well as he can under the circumstances. Um, you know, the first impressions of his uh, staff uh, being very favourable, and you know, a lot of people I speak to. Up at the training base at Fairwood, very complimentary about their methods and their their management style. Um, but you know, the, as with anything, you know, they say the, the the proof of the pudding is in the eating. And you know, from the game against Sheffield United tomorrow is when it all you know it's, it all becomes meaningful. If you like, it all counts for mm. something. And uh, the first sort of step on that, um, as Potter himself has called it, that the journey. You know, it's uh, it's going to be a bit of a a long term one, maybe where we don't see. Swansea hit the ground running, but over time, hopefully things will improve. He does come across as very impressive. You had a, a chat with him this week up at up at the training grounds, and if we go back to the fans' forum that we were talking about earlier, he conducted himself really well there as well, didn't he? I think a, a lot of people have said he does seem like a, a, d- a decent man and also a very promising manager. Yeah, I mean, he talks a lot of sense, which does make you wonder, is he too sensible to be a Swansea City manager, <laughs> given a lot of what's happened over the last few years? Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I think uh, it's, I think we can, be, we can be guilty in you know English, British football, whatever you want to call it. We can be a bit snobby, I think, about other divisions and other you know, leagues in other countries. But I mean, you, you look at what he did at Ostersunds and 
you know, there, there shouldn't be any doubt as to the calibre of the work he did there. You know, to take any side from the fourth tier, playing in front of crowds of 500, to top flight winning a cup, and you know, a fine run in the Europa League, an eye-catching run in the Europa League. You know, that's 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 quite an achievement. Um, you know, I think he sees the job here as being maybe you know maybe not to the extreme of the the Austin's job, but again, a, a building project. You know, I think. Relegation at the end of last season, to me, I think that brings down the curtain on the story or the narrative we've had of Swansea City going from the foot of the Football League up to the Premier League. Uh, you know, Bill Augustine's winning cups, been doing well in the Europa League. You know, I think that's come to an end now. That era is is over. You know, it's it's time to rip it up. It is time to start again, and it's going to take a bit of patience. Um, but you know, speaking to him, I, I think the phrase you probably use is he's spinning plates, isn't he? You know, he's he's trying to marry up the fact that long term he wants to get um, a playing style back, an identity back, mm. a sense of connection between the supporter base and the team, and he wants he wants supporters to be proud of the team when they go to watch them on a Saturday. With the you know the shorter term view of the fact, this is a you know a, a brutal forty six game season where. They're going to have to be competitive from the off if they possibly can. So it's a tough one, but you know, he Swansea can't just keep sacking managers if they have difficult runs. At some point, you, you've got to put the faith in someone and say, "He is our man." Whatever happens, and I, and I kind of feel like uh, he and his team, with obviously now recruitment yeah. led by his own man in Kyle McCauley, I think we're at that stage now where we're starting again. It's a new chapter, if you like. Yeah, I think, well, we discussed this again previously, but the last thing that Swansea should do is panic at December if they're 14th and think, yeah. sack him and start again. I mean, that would be the worst thing to do. And He's talked quite a lot, quite a lot hasn't he, about short, middle and long-term yeah. goals. And I think, as you say, spinning plates, he's got a lot to juggle, but seems to be heading in the right direction, you know, as much as you can do so so early on in the in his tenure. Yeah, again, as as you say, as much as he can do to this stage. You know, you, you know, you'll tend to find out a bit more if, you know, hopefully it doesn't happen too early in the season. But if Swansea have a, a long winless run somewhere, yeah, you know, that, wobble, that yeah. yeah, that tends to be maybe where you get more of a sense of, um, you know, j- just the resources managers have at their hands in terms of their own ability, their man management, and their tactical nous. But, you know. I think a lot of people, or the people who attended that fans forum, um, you know, would were to my, to my knowledge, those I spoke to on the night and since were, you know, were impressed by him. And I, I think that while there remains a disquiet among the supporters base, um, you know, regarding obviously Hugh Jenkins has remained in position over the summer, um, you know, the the American owners and. You know their level of backing for the new manager and the, the setup at the club, but I think that there is a groundswell of support for him and a will for him to do well, yeah. um, which I think probably extends maybe to him in a way that it wouldn't to the board and the people working above him. If you see what I mean, you yeah. know, I think there's there's a realization they've got there's a good man there given the right backing. Mm-hmm. Um, let's go back to pre-season quickly. Um, just wanted to get your views on. Who sort of stood out for you? Um, I, I, I like the look of uh, uh, Jan Dander. I really do think that he is 
it surprised me really because brought in uh, from from Liverpool, but wasn't really thought of, of going into that first team reckoning. But I don't know. I've always had a bit of a, a soft spot for a playmaker, like a always had a did like Alejandro Pozuelo. <laughs> always liked him, you know. Um, but he has that sort of. I'd like the fact that he was picking the ball up off the back yeah. four and driving forwards, and he's got a decent array of passing. Uh, I know again, he got qualified by saying it was pre-season and the, the, the standard of opposition is not what he's going to be having week in, week out in in the championship. But I, I liked him. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, look, I couldn't I couldn't agree more with what you said there. I mean, Swansea haven't had a player willing to look for space between the lines and. Have that ability to drive forward from midfield to you know to run past the striker um, and to link play up and you know he did a good job you know in terms of you know him maybe being in that area where is he going to be in the twenty threes is he going to be in the mm. first team he probably did himself the power of good there I would yeah. think in how he's handled pre season you know got to remember he's nineteen years old uh, you know we shouldn't be expecting that you know he's going to turn up and play. 46 games in the championship but it's going to be it's going to be fine you know there, there will be a an adaptation period you know I think he'll be eased into the first team yeah. maybe rather than become a regular starter off the bat uh, you know got to bear in mind obviously person Selena has arrived this week and very much looks like he's viewed as a, a number 10 if you like obviously a similar role um, yeah he did well it, it'd be nice to see to have seen more of George Byers in pre-season as well someone else who can play in that position but obviously yeah. he had a bit of a a muscle injury and he had, he had to miss the miss the tour. I thought Joel Osoro looked quite exciting. Um, you know, raw certainly, but you know, pace to burn. Yeah. You know, and caused you know you think okay, it's only again it's only pre-season, but Genoa, top-flight Italian side. You know, Freiburg, top-flight Bundesliga side, and he played played well and caused them problems. You know, lovely cross from McBurney's equaliser against uh, against Genoa. So so he looks um, you know he looks like someone who could be. Very good acquisition. Again, you know, it might be a touching consistent, mm. but there were there were some bright signs there. And, and I mean, the other one who caught the eye a bit, you know, someone who Swansea fans will know plenty about is Jefferson Montero. You know, Jeff. you know whether we're going to see yeah. Jeff heavily involved this season remains to be seen. But you know, there there was a couple of signs of you know that that ability just to stop his man and then take him on and get to the byline. And you know, I think pace. And that ability to get in behind sides and the way Graham Potter has spoken about how he wants Swansea to attack, I think that's a very important uh, sort of quality. So it may well be that, you know, having a look to be potentially on his way out or certainly surplus to requirements that, um, you know, Jefferson Montero might find himself in the mix. Well, him and Osorio, they've got two very potent weapons there, haven't they? They really, they really have. Uh, Potter likes to play possession football but moving the ball quite quickly. Yeah. Uh, and in those two players, you know, they, they say pace to absolutely, absolutely burn. Um, what do you think that means, really? For we touched on buyers, and then maybe sort of Daniel yeah. James. What do you think it means for 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 those sort of players? Are they going to be under twenty threes? Are they going to be first team involved in the first team squads with these players that obviously like like Selena that's going to be coming in? Yeah, is going to occupy where perhaps George Byers would would. Hope to see himself. Um, it is going to be interesting to see what happens with 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 the youngsters who did so well, obviously at the age grade level, and yeah. but, and deserve their chance really as well. Yeah, um, it's it's difficult to say as we sit here now where those guys will fit in. Um, 
but given that you know, okay, they bought Chilina, but that's one number ten, isn't yeah. it? You know, you you need you need more than one. I mean, but you know, Potter did say Barry Mackay can sometimes cut cut in centrally and yeah. do something there, but you you need more options in that position. You know, Swansea haven't had any since Gilfie Sigurdsson was sold to to Everton a year yeah. ago. So I, I would think at least one of Byers and Dan there is going to find themselves in the first team mix, and then the other the other probably. Be in the twenty three, so mm. it might it might be that they rotate back and forth. You know, ones with the first team for a bit, then they go back to the twenty three. So I mean, it depends on game time and what it means in terms of their development in the long term. Uh, you know, in terms of Daniel James, you, know, you They've mentioned got lots of wingers now, though. Yeah, they, you, know? you mentioned bright points. I thought he did well when given the chance in pre season, mm-hmm. but I mean, Swansea are well stocked there. Very all well. of a sudden, and, yeah, and they um, you just kind of feel that unless. Narsing, Rutledge and Dyer are shifted uh, it might be that he ends up going out on loan somewhere mm. this season which is a bit of a pity I, w- I would like to see him have a little bit more of a chance with the first team but I, I think you've, you've got to get rid of some of the some of those who are blocking his passage if you like to to be more involved you know they've, people like Narsing need to be off the books really I suppose for him to get more of a yeah. genuine sight of first team action well, let's have a look at the, what the business has been done to date. Um, so out, we've got Alfie Mawson, Carl Bartley, Rocky Messer, uh, Borja Baston, Key obviously left uh, contracts, yeah. Andre Ayew's gone out on loan, and we're probably looking at Jordan Ayew yeah. to Palace, and yeah. Sam Klukas, obviously with in, in talks with Burnley. And then we've mentioned who's come in, Selena and, um, and Mackay as well as the, the youngsters. Um, the numbers don't particularly add up, so we're still <laughs> no, looking, no. you know, very, very light. And in one position in particular, at, you know, at, at left back, we've still Martin Olsen is the only yeah. left back they've got on senior left back they've got on the books. So there is, well, we're less than a week now towards to, yeah. until the, the transfer deadline. There's still a lot of work to be done. Yeah. It, the mood has changed in the last three or four days, hasn't it? Really, there's positivity with the two signings and. There have been a few more names linked, yeah. but there's still, make no mistake, a lot to be done in a short space of time. Yeah. On the likelihood is it's not all going to it's be done. Go- yeah. It's not all going to be done, which, um, uh, you know, I I know obviously there's been a change in the way the recruitment process is done. I've seen a number of people leave over the summer, and obviously Kyle McCauley is now tasked with leading that, you know, attempting to build his own team and his own way of doing things. And, you know, that... that that clearly takes time. That's not an overnight thing. But at the same time, you know, everyone knows when the transfer window closes. It's it's not a secret that creeps up on you, um, and you can't help but think that these deals should have been done earlier. You know, I I, I think Selena and Mackay would be good additions. And I think if you listen to the way Graham Potter talks about them. He clearly has an in-depth knowledge of them, and he knows where they fit into what he wants to do. You know, we're not going to have a scenario where you know we had Paul Clement last year saying in September, "Well, I, I've got to find a role for Sam Clickers." You know, Graham Potter knows where these guys fit, mm. which I think you know, given that you know suggestions that players have been foisted on Swansea City managers in recent years, I think the fact that Potter's got a very clear idea of where the pieces fit you yeah. know, suggests that he is getting in what what he wants but he you know he needs 
far more help than what he's had so far. Um, you know, if they can finally complete the deal for Ryan Woods at Brentford, I think that would be a big step in the right direction. But but as you said, Matt, you know, the, you look at that squad. You know, uh, how can you how can you start a second season in a row with only one senior left back? Season, you know, yeah. I, that you know it's that's that's incredible. I, I just I can't quite fathom how getting in another left back has not been a matter of some urgency mm. because you know Matt Grimes filled in capably enough in pre-season but he's a midfielder you know it's not it's not fair on him when he's trying to make a case for having a long-term future at Swansea that he's trying to do it out of position because there's no depth to cover to cover there you know Martin Olsen's only started training this week you know we'll have to mm. see if he goes straight in the side tomorrow but you know that's that's clearly one area. I mean, central midfield is another. If you look with injuries and departures, you've only got genuinely Jay Fulton and Tom Carroll. Although you know, I mean, Jordi Amat can play there, but again, that that might be putting a square peg in a round hole. So, you know, the, and Ollie McBurney. You know, Wilfred Boney is injured. Jordan Ayew is, you know, not in contention this weekend because talks are ongoing over him going to Crystal Palace. So. You know, you're, you're very, very light in some areas there. And you're only a couple of injuries away from having a major headache. Yeah. And, you know, on that score, as with several of his predecessors, I feel rather sorry for Graham Potter because, you know, he, in some positions, he, he just has no options, does he? He's just got to go with what is there. Um, you know, you can only hope that there's three, four new faces at least to come. Um, either by Thursday or, you know, I think it does look like Swansea will use that loan window which runs to the end of August to get a few more in. But yeah, they they are absolutely liked and it feels a little bit unnecessary that this is being done so late again. You know, we know the issues this caused uh, Paul Clement uh, at this time last year uh, with the way the Sigurdsson move held everything else up and then it was a little bit of a bit of a rush to get things done uh, you know it shouldn't really have happened again uh, you know look, having said that you know, the counter argument would be Swansea aren't the only club who have not done a huge amount in the transfer market so far this summer I think if you look up and down Premier League in the Championship there's a lot of clubs who've done deals quite late who've done very little at all I, yeah. mean, you know, I know it's you know, I know it's the Premier League and it's different but you know, Tottenham haven't signed anyone yet uh, Everton have only signed two players, and I think Leeds in the Championship have only recently started to to bring people in. So you know, I think on the, with the World Cup and a shorter window, it has maybe lent itself to people going a lot later than would be ideal. But so, no, no question, Swansea start the season with a squad that is threadbare in places, and it, it needs it's it needs addressing. And yeah, you know. I I I I have them as obviously shorter left back. Probably as short of a centre back or possibly two. It depends on what happens to Federico Fernandez, doesn't yeah. it? Because um, you know there's been a loan offer from Newcastle. There was interest from FC Krasnodar, but it's quite quiet on that score. As you know, as we're speaking now, mm. it, 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 it does seem that it's gone quiet in terms of his departure. So who's to you know who's to say that maybe he ends up staying? You know, if he and if he does, well, do you need another centre back? Yeah. Then you've got three senior ones and. Do, do you say that either Joe Roden or Kean Harris or someone like that is ready to is ready to make the jump up and be in you know be part of the first team squad? You know, I suppose it de- it depends on how that pans out. I mean, he was interesting on, on Fernandez in his press conference yesterday as well, wasn't yeah. he? Saying that he was 
being a professional and yeah, felt he was in the right frame of yeah. mind to play if um, so, you know, if that's what he wants to do. Which I, I, you know, this is my personal opinion, but of the three centre halves, I'd be inclined to play Fernandez and Van der Horn. Yeah, provided Fernandez is, as Potter says, in the right frame, right of, frame mind. of mind. So yeah, we have definitely need a left back. Yeah. Then I mean, they need someone in the he, middle of the park as well. Well, <laughs> I mean, no. I'm not the worst. I mean, look, there's, to be fair, look, Aaron, you know, Aaron Lewis in the 23s is a is a promising player, a full back, but you know, not being unkind to him, but he probably is still developing. You yeah, know, we're talking. We know we're not. This isn't to say he's not good enough, but they need another senior option because, you know, Martin Olsen was very good in his first half season. He was, but yes. when not pushed last year, his performance levels dropped off. So there's no bit. one, there's no one pushing him, so that if he played poorly. He wouldn't play the next week. You know, he he knew that provided he was fit, he would start. And the, what he is susceptible to, I think he picked up a couple of hamstring injuries did, as well, didn't yeah, he? he did. So you know, he's just come back from the World Cup. And that's understandable. If he's playing week in, week out, yeah. and he's not getting a rest, even in the cup competitions, uh, they definitely do need a uh, a backup. And I so said we've been saying that for about well, well over a year. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Middle of the park as well, and that they're obviously very keen on on. Yeah. on Ryan Woods yeah. uh, talk's been going on for a long time and everything I haven't seen a, a, a great deal of him but everyone I've spoken to professionally and also just as as fans have all said how much of a, a lovely player he is yeah yeah. so yeah. I think uh, he would definitely tick a lot of boxes for them yeah and you think you look at the way Brentford play yeah nice pleasing football. on the eye yeah. nice football uh, good attacking style of play that is what Graham Potter is looking to implement at Swansea so in that sense he's quite a logical fit I think um, you know like you I'd be honest and say you know I can't say I've watched him extensively um, I've seen bits and pieces of Brentford playing over the last couple of years and more and speaking to other people as you said yourself he, he tends to be the person that maybe the maybe the people can't remember his name but they'll, they'll say oh yeah is he the is he the ginger head lad who yeah. played in midfield for them and he tell them yes he goes oh yeah, yeah he's a quality player so um, but you know, at the end of the day, I kind of feel that we're at the stage now where you know if Potter wants him, and the money being asked is not ridiculous, and I I don't think it's I don't personally feel six million pounds is then no. do, just do it. You they've know, just got do to, it. They've got to back him on this you've, move. I you've think. got to, you've got to make you know you've got to make decisions and get things done one way or the other. You know, um, you know we were talking earlier this week. You know Scott McKenna, the Aberdeen defender, has been watched quite extensively. Not just while Graham Potter has been in Swansea, but beforehand, you know, there was there were scouts at the Europa League game with Burnley last week. Uh, you know, my only thing is if if Aberdeen want ten million, as is, you know, I think that's what Derek McInnes, their manager, has that's right. broadly suggested. Then you know, you're either going to pay it or you're not. You know, I don't think there's a middle ground where there's a compromise there. So if you're not going to do it, then you know, move on from it. Yeah. You know, I, I just kind of feel where. We're at a stage now where it's it's down to get getting things done, and you know, put put it this way: come the end, come the end of the window, come the end of August, it won't matter who Swansea have been linked with; it'll matter what they've managed to do. Yeah, and so far, they've not done enough really to give Graham Potter the best possible chance of getting off to a good start. Never mind the fact this is a this is going to be a long term. Uh, project and mm-hmm. you know it, it, it's not going to be perfect from the off but he could certainly do with more than what he's got at his disposal mm-hmm. right now 
you know, and I understand you know there's, you know, they're coming down from the Premier League. You're looking at a you know a commercial and broadcast revenue shortfall of 40, 50 million pound. I understand that, mm. but you know, you've known you know, that's been a distinct possibility since December, and it's been a distinct possibility over any of the last number of seasons. You know, you, you have to have you know contingency planning for what you're going to do, and mm. it just kind of feels that this is just happening a little bit later than it should mm. but given where they are now it's, it's a case of getting as many good additions as they can before the window shuts and try and give Potter some help yeah well the next week is going to be very interesting I presume probably do our next next podcast after the window closes yeah. so we should have a, a, a definitely a, a better uh, idea of where Swansea can like, aim for I suppose yeah. this season Um it's, it's crazy to think that the season actually kicks off in just over 24 hours. Um, they go to Bramall Lane tomorrow tea time, Saturday tea time. Um, he did a piece with Ian Mitchell that's gone on Wales Online this morning about the lineup at Bramall Lane. Yeah. Are we, am I right in thinking that you went with a formation of 4-2-3-1? You want to talk us through it? Yeah, if I can remember it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, you know, this, this, isn't, this isn't me. This isn't me telling Graham Potter what he should do tomorrow. Far from it. This is, you know, this is, I was asked my opinion, and mm. um, you know, I think a lot of that side probably ultimately picks itself. You know, the goalkeeper, um, not really seen enough of Erwin Mulder to to definitively no. say he should but, start ahead yeah. of Christopher Nordfelt. Um, you know, Kyle Norton's got a bit of a groin injury, but even so, you know, I would have Connor Roberts at right back. You know, I thought. In a pretty miserable season, Connor's emergence was one of the, th- the very few plus points. Um, you know, a guy who desperately wanted the opportunity to play for the first team. You know, be at the club since the age of nine. Great to see him come through and really, you know, really make the most of it. You know, and Wales, you know, Wales caps on the back of it as yeah. well. That's great to fantastic see. to see. So I really hope you know Connor kicks on this season now and he makes that jersey his own. Um, I went for Olsen on the left. Uh, it, it depends, I suppose, on how fit they feel he is after only a week back training. But just because I, I just, I just, I would feel for Matt Grimes if he is thrust into that at yeah, left back tomorrow. That that's going to be very fire, hard on it? him. Yeah. yeah. Um, we talked about the centre halves earlier. If Fernandez is in any sort of right, if Fernandez is going to play and he's he's up for it, you know, he's not thinking about where can I move before Thursday then. I would go with him and Van der Horn yeah. as the two centre halves. Um, midfield, look, the two deep midfielders pick themselves because there is no one else. Um, which bit of a damning indictment, really, isn't yeah. it? They, you know, we started the season and we're saying, well, these two lads have got to play because there's there's no, well, there's no one there's else. No, there's no one else, you know. So um, you know, Adnan Maric obviously went on the pre-season tour and Jordi Amat had little spells in there, but you know, you'd have to think that. Given they played the majority of the friendlies, it will be Fulton and, and Carroll. Um, you know, Carroll in particular, I think, with a point to prove. Really, you know, he had a really, he wasn't alone. Let's be honest, he wasn't alone. But he had a really poor season last year. Really lacked confidence. Mm. Sort of just shrunk into himself as a player. You know, and he, I, he does, I yeah. think he needs. You know, he, he he's got an opportunity. Like so many of them, to start again and actually start to show us a bit yeah. of what he what he can what he can do. Because if he can't, then some you know there's 
they're after midfield reinforcements, he might well find that there's no place for him. So I think it's I think it's important for him to start showing uh, start showing something. Um, the three behind the striker, that's the one place for Swansea do have a, <laughs> yeah. do have a few options. Um, so I, I would go with a Soro on the right, uh, just for those those bright moments, that pace. Um, you know, I think Swansea will have spells in that game where they're going to be under quite a bit of pressure. Yeah. So that ability maybe to to break effectively, to break quickly, I think his pace would be a real asset there. Um, Left hand side, I, I think it's toss of a coin stuff really. I, I, if you don't maybe want to risk Montero's hamstrings too much so soon after he's come back, obviously late back to pre-season mm-hmm. given the visa issues he had. Um, so maybe Barry Mackay to have his debut off on the left, and maybe you know Jefferson comes on the final 20-30 minutes maybe as the yeah. game gets a bit more stretched and then you'd have to think that Selena's going to play in the, the number 10 role uh, you know that's clearly what he's been brought in for you know they have him and Mackay I'm not long to bed in but you'd have to think they're going to go straight into that side you know they're part of what Graham Potter wants to do so they'll be in there and again up front you know Ollie is the only option mm. um, you know but a bit like Connor it, it's a big it's a big opportunity and a big season for Ollie. You know, he's he's wanted the chance to be the main man, to be the you know the first team striker. You know, a three-year contract I think is a you know a real statement from the club of how they see him and the role they want him to play moving forward. Yeah. So you know, it's uh, it's big for him as well. We know he can. You know, he showed at Barnsley, capable of scoring goals in the Championship, provided. There's any decent amount of service, and hopefully, with our three behind him, and as they gel together over time and come to understand each other, then those opportunities will be there for Ollie. No, I agree with you, Lion. It's it's not very often that we agree, but I do agree with you. Um, one thing we we do agree on though is both of us hate doing season predictions. Yes, I, I don't know anyone who does like well, doing that. True, because you'll always you'll always be wrong. Exactly. Um, <laughs> I think I went with 11th. I think you were roughly the same as well. Yeah, 13th. 13th. Basically, we were judging that really on where we see them at the moment, which was this week, wasn't it? Um, I think it just goes to show that it is a, it's where Swansea are at at the moment. This is a project. This is long term. This is going to take two or three, maybe even yeah, longer yeah. windows to sort yeah. out the yeah. recruitment yeah. issues. Um, and it is a, a, a project which which is going to take some time. Uh, I think if they were to do some decent business in the next week, bring in three or four players that's of 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 a caliber where it can really improve the side, yeah. then a promotion push isn't beyond them. But I think I I, I see them finishing somewhere around mid table. Yeah, I mean thirteenth for me isn't actually where I see them now I actually see them lower than that now if you look at the squad uh, you know it, it's thin isn't it's it thin. It's, it's, you know, it's thin it, it's in several positions it is lacking depth in others it's lacking quality clearly <laughs> those are major major issues I mean I, I see them finishing 13 but with a but with a gr- with a gradual improvement as the season yeah. goes on um, you, you know you're right in what you say that you know, you, you can't undo three years and more of poor decision making in one uh, summer. In one summer, no, you you can't. it's just not it's not possible. Um, you know, even if Swansea had bought eleven players, mm-hmm. twelve players this summer, it, it, it wouldn't it wouldn't solve anything in one fell swoop. 
Um, you know, they've got you over a number of years. There is no, there is no quick fix. Um, you know, it's 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 going to require some patience. That I, I know. You know, supporters. You know, the word patience is not really something you you want to hear. But when you're starting again, or you're trying to start again, then this is how it has to be. You know, yep. this, this this isn't like this isn't like the Stoke West Brom scenario where. You know they've taken the decision where they've been able to say to players, you know, you, you give us, give us a year, we'll keep you on, you know, we'll keep you on good money, we'll spend money to improve the squad, and we're going to go back up. You know, Swansea's attitude has been more, you know, not been able to say to yeah. players, give us a year because the, the, the promotion's not the aim this season, and I think. That's the thing to understand about all the departures as well. You know, it, you know, it's always disappointing to see someone like Alfie Mawson and players like that leave. But I think the bottom line here comes down to if they, if those players did not want to be at Swansea City, and from our understanding, a number of them didn't, mm-hmm. then what purpose does it serve to have people who don't want to be involved? You know, if you're starting again, you need people who are going to buy into it, who are invested in what you're attempting to do. Um, so in that sense I think a lot of those players were always going to leave they just they decided that they wanted to go elsewhere mm. and you know you won't, if you're not going to convince them otherwise better them to be somewhere else than sat sulking or you know possibly being disruptive or anything like that so you know this is uh, this is this is where Swansea are you know, and I think the probably the damning indictment of some of the recruitment and contract Renewals over the last few years would be how little interest there's been in some of these players. Yeah, you know that yeah, they've that's, been that's relegated, and they, you know, I won't name names, but there's a few players there who they they have tried to shift. They they are offering to clubs, and there are no takers. I that just I think that just sums it up, really, doesn't it? You know, players coming down from the Premier League, and there are no takers. Mm. It just shows that they were bad decisions. Yep. Um. Well, let's hope that the Potter era gets off to a um, a good start tomorrow. Um, yeah, it's going to, I think that'll be that's a very difficult start. It is a difficult start, you know, and as as, as you pointed out in a number of your pieces, um, Swansea are going to be seen as a bit of a a bit of a scalp as Eddie relegated yeah. uh, Premier League side. Ah, oh, um, but Sheffield United, in a way, they're a bit of an example of. What you can do when you you do rebuild and you take you take a little bit of time, you know they were all the way down to to League One. Okay, so a step further down than Swansea have come, but taking their time, mm. gradually grown. Chris Wilder's got them playing, you know, a really good brand of football. Um, you know they you know they they pun- they're punching well in the Championship. You know they were well in the promotion hunt for a lot of last season, and they're probably thinking that. They're well primed to have another crack at it. You know, they obviously they bought in uh, Ben Woodburn. You know, really talent. You know, uh, yeah. as, as all you know, look as all Welsh football fans know what what he can bring to the party. You know, he's gonna he's gonna make a difference for them. Hopefully, we don't see too much of him on uh, on Saturday. But you know, they are a few strides ahead of Swansea in yeah. terms of that. You know, of what it what it's gonna sort of look like as you move forward. So. Not you know it's it, it's a difficult first run of fixtures you know I think I think four of the first six games are against sides who were at the very least playoff hopefuls 
yeah. and in playoff contention last year. You know, sides who are looking to press on and you know their their structures, you know their structures and their identities are in place. Mm-hmm. Swansea are in the midst of putting those pieces back together again. Well, it's going to be interesting. The next seven days, I suppose, is going to be uh, really quite telling. Um, and we'll have it all cover for you on, yeah. on Wales Online. It's going to be an interesting season, isn't it? Yeah. I, th- I think the one thing, the one word for me, to be, it's going to be quite intriguing. I think just to see how they develop over the course of a season. I don't think it's going to be great starting off by any stretch of the imagination, but just week on week, month by month, you know, just hopefully seeing that squad have some good additions made to it and for Potter to be able to develop the style of play that he wants. You know, there are a few decent little signs of that in pre-season on occasions, you know, and just, I think we'll see a very different side by the end of the season than what we'll see at the start. It's just, you know, it's it's just about having to endure the difficult moments and the testing times there's going to be initially with the hope that there is, you know, better to follow under this new under this new management team and with a, um, a heavily reworked squad okay well that's that's probably a good place to, to, to call it quits there um, just to let you know you can get all your Swansea City news on Wales Online on Twitter and Facebook just search um, Swansea City live um, we'll have all the reaction from uh, from Bramall Lane and obviously we'll be back next week with a Roundup of all the uh, the transfer transfer news. Um, hopefully, hopefully, yeah. <laughs> fingers crossed. Right, thanks, Will, and thanks for listening.